guys, it's Genesis from Medim LA, and today we are here with Deborah, Shaylee, and Danny. And we will be continuing the influencer series with a new topic called peer pressure. Hey guys, welcome back uh, to the encounter, which is uh, by Redeem LA. Guys, thanks again for choosing us, guys. Today um, we're going to continue our 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 series called the influencer series, which I think I'm very I'm very excited. I think uh, last episode that we had, I think we had Anna, uh, my cousin, um, and today we're going to speak about peer pressure, just like Genesis says. And I feel like uh, the first verse that I think I wanted to read, guys, was. Um, is uh, James 1, 1 6 and it says um, when you ask for something and don't have any doubts and a person who it says when you ask for something that don't have any doubts a person who has doubts is like a wave that is blown by the wind and tossed by the sea so I think the first thing that we have to understand is that peer pressure comes when we have doubts in our life right and 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 what we have to understand is that with these doubts we always try to look for information from the wrong people and i feel like that's like our number one you know you know i used to have a friend that used to tell me um there's blind people leading the blind and that's exactly what's going on in our generation there's people that don't know what they're talking about and yet think that they are capable they're uh i don't know how to say that but they're 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 able to lead a generation through God or or just in life in general. And I look at it myself and and uh, I remember when I was young and I couldn't agree with, with, with it more. I mean, there's a lot of people that I've asked for, for advice that I look back now. I'm like, what an idiotic advice that was. For example, I would say, hey, uh, you know, I don't like my mom and dad. You know, they would tell me move out at the age of 16. Where am I going to go? You know, like it, there's no need, and then some people do do find it. So I, I want, I want, I want you guys to go over this verse because it's so, it's so important that we have to understand that people that have doubts, people that don't know what's going on, and you know what's, well, you know what's the craziest thing that it says that when in this verse it says when you ask for something, and you don't have any doubts, a person who has doubts is like a wave that is blown by the wind and tossed by the sea. So that's where the peer pressure starts. You know what I'm saying? So if you don't have any doubts and you ask. You will, if you know how to ask or where to ask, which is with God, right? Which, which is with somebody that knows. But if you do have doubts, then everywhere they push you towards, everywhere they pull you from, that's where you're going to go. That's why there's so many people today that, that they just don't know what to do in their lives anymore. They just, whatever. Oh, you know, my friend told me to start cutting myself. Boom. People start cutting themselves. Oh, my brother, my brothers told me to, you know, to sleep with my boyfriend. Boom. She gets pregnant. And everybody's like, oh, well, who do I listen to? And we have to understand that as young people and as as young persons, we have to understand to go with somebody that understands and that is older and that is spiritual enough to lead us. You want to say something? Yes. I was going to say that I, I like what you're saying about the whole doubt thing. And, and it's so true. We see in Exodus 32, 1 through 5, that... Um, what happened when Moses went up to the mountain, right? And all of the people gathered around and they were saying like, hey, Aaron, make us gods, you know, because we don't know where Moses is. We don't know what happened to Moses. So let's just make new gods because because um, mm. we're not even sure where he is, right? So all the people are pressuring Aaron who was left in charge, right? And he's being what we can say now peer pressured, right? The Bible doesn't say Aaron was being peer pressured, but that would be pretty cool, right? Um so, yeah, and, and what happens? Aaron ends up giving in to this, and he tells them and makes them idols, right? And and what happens? Like, nothing good ever comes out of this kind of pressure. So it, I think it's impatience, doubt, when you don't really see what God is doing, uh, when you don't really understand what God is doing, or you don't really understand who you are at all, which is why it's important to have our identity in Christ. And we could see that 
uh, these peeps were not really were not really quite there yet. You know who else I also see that was peer pressured, and I think in the Bible it says that they were pressuring him. Is Saul. Uh, when he gives that offering uh, out of time, uh, he doesn't wait for Samuel. It says that Samuel tells him, the prophet says, wait for me to make the offering. And the people, it's so crazy because the Bible says that that Saul was watching the people leave. So I'm, I'm looking at this and I'm like, this is us. We are meant to be priests. We are meant to be kings and queens of this kingdom that God has given us. And because we are looking at the people and not looking at God, it pressures us to do. For example, uh, we were just talking about this last week. And there was some guy, uh, you know, made a humongous mistake, you know, telling some girl that she was trying to, you know, she looked pretty, but she did it in the wrong way. And I was telling the guy, I was like, look, dude, just don't do that. You know, just try to ignore women right now, you know, fi figure out about, figure yourself out. And then I told, I told them and I told the girls and the girls don't pay attention to any guy until you guys are happy with yourselves. Once you guys are happy with yourselves, everything just becomes a little bit easier and it becomes a lender. And they were all asking, oh, what about if they, if they don't want to? be with us after a long time then that's not yours to be with and that's exactly what i want to tell you guys if if you see people not waiting on you if you see people not believing in you if you see people that are just saying oh you're taking too long maybe you're not from god it's okay we gotta keep our eyes on the price which is god and not the people and we can't let the people or our friends or our people that are in this world that don't know what god godliness is to peer pressures peer pressure us just like they, they did to saul yeah, and continuing to what you said, doubt, uh, peer pressure doesn't only come in doubt, but it also comes in fear because you are scared, oh, we don't want to be different or we're being pointed out. Right. And an example that I had was Peter because every, when Jesus died, they're like, oh, weren't you a follower of Christ, this and that. And what happened, Peter denied Jesus three times. So we could see how uh, having fear could open doors and it could lead you to falling to the wrong, wrong things. Like you were saying, it could lead you to following something that's not even true confusion and it could just end you like it could yes. follow you off yeah and that's exactly what, that's exactly what the enemy wants from from the young people they want to fill you, you you know sometimes fear comes from the unknown since we don't know for example i remember i used to be so worried about what i was going to do in life i used to remember i used to like lose sleep over <laughs> what i was going to do in my life and and now that i'm almost 30 years old i'm like I'm so calm. Like I fall asleep very easily, and and then before I used to like not even sleep because people didn't like me. Some certain people didn't like me. Now there's people that hate me like with all their might, and I fall asleep perfectly fine. Like like you change. Like that's what I'm saying. Like that's why I tell you guys be careful who you get your information from because we have to understand that not everybody wants to look out for you. That's why I suggest your parents. And if, if you go to church, one of your leaders, see, look at who your leader is, look who you're closer to, and talk to them. Yes. I was going to say, Danny, in 1 Corinthians uh, 15, it says, do not be deceived. Bad company ruins good morals, right? Mm. And that's what we see in all of these examples. What were they surrounded by? Bad company, right? People who all had the same thoughts, and it was not the mind of Christ that they had. They had the mind without Christ. And and then if we if we read Ephesians 6:12, it says that we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against the rulers of the darkness of this world, against spiritual wickedness in high places. And if people don't have the mind of Christ, if they don't have Christ in them, what do they have? Yeah. What are they being um influenced by? 
So um, hopefully we are not surrounded by these people so that the influence of Christ in us is surrounded by more Christ-like people. And when we go out into the world, what they are influenced by is good. Excuse me. Right. And not bad bad by good. Yeah, I think at this point when you're we're blinded, we're living in the law of sin. I remember Giselle teaching this class and uh, when we live in the law of sin is when it causes spiritual death. And what is spiritual death? Literally con disconnection from God. So when we are being, what you were saying in, um, what, what was the verse that you were saying? Which one? In 1 Corinthians, right? 15, yeah, yeah, bad, bad company, company ruins bad morals. So not only bad, uh, good morals, but it also blinds you spiritually. So your conscience is like, what is good and what is bad is being confused. So now you don't know what's, what to separate from the good and from the bad. Yeah, I actually have stuff to say about that too because I'm glad you guys brought that up because that was the verse that I was going to say. <laughs> I'm just kidding though. No, that was a good thing. Um, I know. <laughs> for real, for real. No, yeah, but that's a good thing because there's this there's this saying that everyone's, that everybody, I'm pretty sure everybody knows about. It's just like, show me your friends and I'll see who you actually are. And you know, and that's so crazy to me that because I remember in college, oh my gosh, I'm gonna like minister myself or whatever, but um, I used to dorm there for the people that don't know, and my roommates, oh my gosh, they would love to go to parties all the time, all the time, every weekend, and I wouldn't even stay in the weekends, you know, but sometimes I would because it, I would have exam on Monday and I would have to study, you know, because I wouldn't be able to do it here, or I would, I would forget, it was like my freshman year, but they, they would invite me, they were like, go to parties, go to parties, and I'm like, no, no, no. <laughs> but I'm gonna admit one time I did go and yeah it was it was bad and then when I went <laughs> when I went I, I was like wow like oh my gosh my first time I was I was so sad oh my gosh for but because everyone around me was terrible like I would see this girl and she was like completely drunk out of her mind and she was like dancing by herself and like in a way that she wasn't like in the world anymore like she was like not thinking at all and then guys would go up to her and like harass her and like and then she would let herself because she was completely drunk she didn't know anything and i'm like wow like why am i here like it hurt me so bad that Oh my gosh, I need to calm down. But <laughs> like, it's just so bad. And then when I came back to church, I was like, dude, like nobody knows this <laughs> except like two people. But well, now, all <laughs> but now everybody knows this. <laughs> I know. Now everybody knows this. But um, it's okay though. You guys can learn and like hear. But um, when I came to church, like I was just like, wow, like I feel so dirty. And um, and what you guys were talking about upon where it hurts you spirit spiritually, because when I would come and try to feel uh, God, I, I couldn't. And I was like, why? What is happening? And my dumb head, I was like, oh, it's because I went to the party. That's why, obviously, you know. And so I was trying and trying. And I was like, God, like, why don't you let me feel you or the Holy Spirit, you know, because I need you, you know. But, um, oh my gosh, here we go again. <laughs> but no, it, it is a process and it will damage you. I don't know if you guys want to say something else. No, no, I, I, and I agree. And you know, you know what's crazy? And I want to thank you for opening it up like that. <laughs> Honestly, thank you so much. And they're all like holding each other. All the girls are holding I know. each other. <laughs> and I'm the only one like saying, okay, you know, it's nice. But yeah, so I was going to tell you that that's exactly what happens. And the thing that you said that, that, 
that impacts me the most is that it hurts your spirit. It's not like you were drunk out of your mind. You saw somebody. You know what's the craziest part? That you come from a family that you've never seen that in reality. Like, your dad is not getting home drunk at <laughs> okay, night yeah, and you're no. picking him up. Like, for people that is that's, that is normal to, they might just be like, oh, it's another drunk girl. But since God has taken you, has chosen you, and I don't know if we talked about this before, but I think we talked about predest predestiny. He, he, he predestined you for you not to live that. When you see that, your spirit becomes like in a shock and it's like, whoa. Oh, yeah. And then you start seeing all the negative sides of doing all the cool sides of drinking, of having sex. And I'm just saying, you just saw one negative side of the most, the the most like if I, I don't want to say it, like the most uh, um, like outside one, which is drinking. Do you see how many horrible things can happen to a girl in a matter of what ten minutes that she doesn't know what she's doing, what she doesn't, uh, she doesn't know what she's deciding. And that's why I always tell people, I'm like, look, a guy gets drunk. He's left on the street. He's probably taken to his room back. But a girl drunk on the street, bro, you don't even know. You probably uh, can, you know, be back home. But you don't know what happened in between your home to, to that place in the home. And that's what I'm trying to tell you guys, that that peer pressure isn't worth it. And and it's and that's what I'm telling you. Like, that's why God wants us. Remember, I, I told you guys this so many times that God doesn't want weenies. God wants people that are strong in its in their faith, and I'm so glad that I know you might say that I'm not happy, but I'm so glad you live <laughs> with that. You live that because now I can guarantee you that you know that when they say hey, let's go to a party, there's nothing inside you saying, "Oh, I can't wait to go." I want to experience that. You're like, nah, nah. I already know what's over there. I don't want to do it. And then when they tell you let's go to church, you want to go. And and and, and <laughs> you're right, right? Like you like there's that change. But I'm gonna tell you, but like, didn't I tell you that? I, I was your teacher yeah, when you were you younger, and I oh bet you gosh, you were remembering yeah. all my teachings. And you were saying, "Yeah, dude, honestly, Danny hit right hit it right in the nose." But I'm glad, I'm glad that you and you share this and you gone through this, so you can understand that when people start doing these things, doesn't mean go ahead and follow everybody else. It means hold on, is this for me? Is this what I want to do? Is this a door that I want to open? Now my question to you is, where is this girl? You know, did she get yeah. into worse things? Did she drop out of school? Um, did she get pregnant? Uh, do you see what's going on? Like once we open one door and we let peer pressure do it, like people open and force you through the door and then the rest of your life, you have to keep opening doors and figure out where you go. Yeah. Yeah, I was gonna say not just open doors, but I feel like you fall in love with that passion. It causes peer pressure. Okay, you went in with the peer pressure, but you're doing it so often, so repeatedly that you become in love with it. That's why in 1 John 2.15, it says, Do not love the world or the things of the world. If anyone loves the world, the love of the Father is not in him, which is very crazy. Yeah. Just I want to say something. Do you mind if I add something? No, go So ahead. I actually went through something really similar to what Shaylee was talking about. And um, I didn't, I when I went to my, I guess like a, you could say a first party, um, I didn't go because I wanted to. I went because the person that I was sleeping over at their house wanted to go and they were like, and I couldn't say like, no, I'm not gonna go. It's your house, I can't say no, you know? Right. And so I went with her and I felt really uncomfortable and I was like, you know what, Giselle, like just give it a chance, you know, you might not know, you might have a lot of fun and you know, it, it's something different. You know, you don't, you've never experienced this before. So I went and um, when I got there, I just, immediately my spirit was like what are you doing here why are you here it just like wouldn't leave me alone and i remember sitting on the couch by myself and people trying to talk to me and i couldn't i couldn't i couldn't function function yeah and they kept asking me you know what giselle like 
just here have have a drink just take it you'll relax you'll feel better and i was like what the heck is going on you know like why are you guys asking me to have an alcoholic drink like that's not gonna you know and i i couldn't do it i was just like my spirit was like no 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 i'm not gonna drink alcohol i just came to you know talk and but i couldn't even i couldn't get up to have any fun they were all playing games and having a great time and i was just like sitting on the couch on my phone the entire time and i felt so bad because you know i felt like i was being a party pooper but at the same time i was like I, I my spirit was just like giselle you don't belong here giselle you don't belong here giselle you don't belong here yeah and and look we have to understand that that with the peer pressure that we all go i think like we all go through this you know what i mean the thing that makes us different is deciding what to listen to i think that's that's what that's what happens and then for example i always tell people because they always say danny how do i know if what you're telling me is true and i said okay you don't have to believe everything i say i back up everything that i say with the bible go back and read the bible and find, figure out yourself look look what i said and see if you can find some context in the bible and i guarantee you that uh, that every time i every time every time a, um, a young person wants to talk to me i always try to guide myself with the bible because that's what i know for example uh somebody needs some problems out of drinking um, the bible prayer administration if some people need help through school I know that's not my I, I, you know, I know that's not my strong suit because I didn't even know how to get through school until my sister helped me. So I tell her, no, 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 you know who you need? You need my sister. My sister can help you get through school because she's the one that helped me. So what I'm trying to say is peer, peer pressure. If you are being, if you're the one pressuring people, I don't want to say kids, right? Like, cause that'd be, that'd be weird. But if you were the <laughs> one pressuring your, your friends, understand that you're not an expert at everything. So if you don't know, say that. Hey, I don't know. I really don't know. Maybe let's ask somebody older. And if you do know and you have your best intentions, the best thing you should do is, dude, look, this is what I think. But I suggest that you go talk to somebody older and more spiritual about this. But I also wanted to say something. I know I wanted to maybe just, you know, change the gear. And I wanted to say that sometimes pressure is not all that bad. You know, I, um, I have this saying. Uh, well, I don't have the saying. But I have it on my on my office, and it says that pressure is a privilege because we have to understand that God also applies pressure to us, um, and it applies pressure. And if you guys notice, everything that in the world that you apply pressure, something good comes out of it. For example, if you grab carbon and you uh, and you you know um, apply a gigantic amount of pressure, what comes out of it? Diamonds. So I want you guys to know that pressure is not all bad. It's you know what I think the the question the question is is what you do with that pressure. Are you gonna let it form you to the good, or are you gonna just crack under pressure? Danny, and I, I honestly was thinking about this one, and I the perfect example I see. Although it wasn't beneficial to the guy who fell under the pressure, but to the guy who was sacrificed because of the pressure is awesome. Which is obviously Jesus, because uh you know um I don't know how you say this, Pilate or Pilati. Pilate. Pilate. <laughs> I think, okay i think i think it's probably okay because yeah okay pilates sounds like that whatever it is yeah <laughs> all right well the point is that all the people were telling him like you know um give us give us um barrabas um and you can have jesus crucify him take him right and he was pressured to the point where he said you know what like okay you guys can have jesus but i'm gonna wash my hands Right. But what happened to the person being crucified? Like his death was necessary. That pressure from others was necessary in order for him to die and save us. And his death resulted in, although it was like the lowest point, he reached the lowest point. It resulted in what? It resulted in a resurrection, mm -hmm. in new life. And not only new life for him, but for us, which is beautiful pressure. Yeah. You know who also got an amount, like intense amount of pressure now that I'm thinking about it? Jesus Christ. 
when yep. he tells Peter, Peter, I'm going to die. And he goes, no, why you should die? And he goes, apart from me, Satan. Yeah. Like, un he understood. He was like, no, 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 this is not about what you think. This is about what I must do. And not only there, not only was he there, uh, not only was he there only pressured, he was also pressured by uh what's his uh by him by his own soul and by his own fear. That's what I'm saying. Like if for example, uh he was about to be uh I want I wanna say abducted, but that's not the right he was about <laughs> to be he was about to be taken by by the Romans and he was so fearful that he was pressured to say, God, if this is not the cup you have for me, please, please let me pass it up. And God, look, that's not that's what I would say, guys. We have to go to somebody greater. God didn't ask his disciples what to do. God asked his father what to do. And when he asked his disciples and they didn't give him the right answer, he told them, no, that is wrong. Get away from me, Satan. So now we ask him and we say, God, if this is the, the cup that you have for me, and I can skip it if I, don't, if I don't have to drink it. God told him nothing. Stayed quiet, sent him an angel and says, it's okay now, son. It'll be okay. And I was going to tell you, Danny, James 2, James 1, I'm sorry, 1, 2, and 3, it says, Consider it a sheer gift, friends, when tests and challenges come at you from all sides. You know that under pressure, your faith life is forced into the open and shows its true colors. So pressure is necessary to show who we are. And then I love that it continues to say, So don't try to get out of anything prematurely. Why? Because pressure is necessary. For what? For it to form you. It says, let it do its work so you become mature and well-developed, not deficient in any way. So if we try to get out of the pressure before time, what happens? We're underdeveloped. Mm. We're not fully formed. Pressure is absolutely necessary, but the good pressure. Right. Yeah, I was going to say, this reminded me of the story of Job. What if he hadn't gotten the pressure? What if he would have backed up way before? Would he still gotten the same blessings as he would have gotten if he finished it? It's like sometimes we need that pressure in order for us to go and and this brings back what you said danny sometimes we need to take two steps back to go five steps forward oh my god dude i heard this i know you want to do something just give me a step but I, this goes exactly with it i saw this i saw this uh this say this saying and it says sometimes a setback it's a it's not a setback it's a setup and I, it makes sense, right? Sometimes we feel like we lost two steps back, but in reality is that you're trying to get inertia to go to the front. But go ahead, go ahead. Yeah, and going along when saying pressure is a privilege, it's actually really beneficial to, to someone going through trials. I know sometimes you don't see it as that way, but it, if you go through trials and you come to God, you will be in another level, you know? Yeah. So <laughs> it says in the verse, James 1, 12, that blessed is the man who is steadfast, uh, steadfast? Yeah. Yeah. under trial and perseveres when tempted. For when he has passed the test and been approved, he will receive the crown of life, which the Lord has promised to those who love him. And it and I, re I know that sometimes it's hard to see past your trials and sometimes it is but um just remember that it's beneficial at the end when you come to god and let him gear you i think the problem is that when we go through trials shaylee we don't really uh seek out anybody who can see outside of our trial so we are like in a cup drowning but somebody outside can see like oh my god it's so easy just literally come out you know mm -hmm. 
And until we uh, admit and learn to come for help from those who know more, from those who are already uh, well-developed, mature, uh, until we learn how to do these things, then it, it's hard to see the outcome as good, right? Because, of course, when you're going through trials, you feel like your whole life is falling apart. But we need somebody to tell us, hey, even though you walk through the valley of death, you should feel no evil. Why? Because God's rod and staff, they will comfort you. And, you know, then you feel like, oh, okay, I'm comforted. I'm God is with me. Like, yeah, I'm going through a terrible time, but God is walking with me. And not everybody has that. Like, I'm thinking of the girl that you were saying. Like, yeah, maybe she was going through a horrible time. And maybe we're just looking at like the, like, oh, she was drunk and dancing. But maybe, what was going on in her life that she felt like she had to go away me, that much, yeah. you know? So, yeah, I, I think it's absolutely better to be tried but have Christ with you at yeah, all times. I agree. And also keep in mind that... Uh, King David, before he fights Goliath, what is what is a uh, King Saul wants to do? He wants to give him his armor. He wants to give him his way. He is pressured to wear his armor. And what does King David say? No, this is not what I need to wear. He sh she takes it off. He doesn't take a sword. He doesn't take a dagger. But he takes what he believed that was necessary, which was five stones. That's exact. That's exactly what I want to tell you guys. It's not about what King Saul, which is your friends, which is what people, what the world wants you to do, but it's about what the Bible tells us to do. So now, now we understand there's, there's good, there's good pressure, right? So let's just say, if somebody comes, so the question would be, hey, Danny, so if somebody comes and is peer pressuring me, what do I do? So you guys want to answer that or you want me to answer because I feel like I'm speaking a lot? I mean, I, I feel okay. So I'm going to answer first while you guys all start, you know, thinking. What I would do if, if, if somebody's telling me, hey, do this, do this, number one, I have to see if it's according to what would I believe, number one. And number two, I have to see if he has his best interest for me. Some people tell you something to do and they actually want you to fail more than to succeed so always understand that everything we must do has to be in a blessing so yeah give me a second i'm gonna finish right now and i want to tell you i want also want to tell you guys that peer pressure is it should never feel like a pressure like oh do it do it do it come on come on it should more be like hey dude this is what i would do if i were you let me know what you think it's it should be a decision that comes from your heart it shouldn't be something that you're pushed to something that you are um set up to but it should be more something of like you've decided to take that step in your life go ahead um, I was just going to back you up with a verse. It says, um, Proverbs 1.10, My son, if sinners try to lead you into sin, do not go with them. So mm. first of all, see who is trying to lead you where, right? right. And, and why are you going there? So if it's sinners, don't go. And you know what, you, you know what sucks? <laughs> that, that with that peer pressure, it comes up and, and sometimes people don't want to hear the truth. You know, like even ourselves, people don't want to hear. Like if you guys notice, like it's so hard to have that, that Christian friend. You know, because they're always talking about good and they're always talking about life and they're always talking about Bible. And always calling you out. And always calling you out. And people, and then they're like, nah, it's because he doesn't understand me. She doesn't understand me. And I'm like, yo, that's the truest friend you got. In reality, that is the friend you need because the friend that just goes, oh, it's okay, you know, it's because you're younger. Oh, that's okay. I won't tell anybody. But the friend that goes out and goes, hey, Shaylee has a problem. Please help her. Is the actually that the friend that actually cares for you? So that's what I'm saying. Like, be careful. Look, this this can become a you know, sorry, this become this, this can become like a friend topic as well but we already had friends so now that we have better friends then our peer pressure should be different our peer pressure should be hey bro um you haven't prophesied yet no i haven't bro dude come on you gotta start prophesying 
That should be the peer project pressure. Hey, dude, do you see visions? No, I don't see visions, bro. Here, let me help you here. Dude, you should do this. This That is the pressure we should have in church, not the pressure of, oh, dude, have you gone out with that girl? Yeah, dude, go, go. She says yes to everybody. That's not that's not the peer pressure that we should have. Or, oh, have you kissed somebody? Oh, dude, dude, come on, bro. You're falling behind. That's not the way we should. We should be talking about encounters with God and, and not with uh, other people. Go ahead. Yeah, that's what Exodus 23, 2 says. Don't go along with the crowd in doing evil. And don't ref, uh, refuge your testimony in case just to please the crowd. So what you were saying, like, don't don't follow them just because they're like, oh, hey, you want to sleep with 10 girls? Nice. You might get STDs, but, yeah. I mean, it's probably, <laughs> like, you know, it's really bad for you to follow the crowd. <laughs> no, and I, I agree. Go ahead, go ahead. I also want to say um, that don't, ever get comfortable with actually being in the world and with and within church like if you've sinned a couple times and you think oh i sinned and i'm not gonna get exposed or no one's gonna find out no there is gonna be one way or another i remember i was talking to someone and god said it through a prophecy um calling out that person thinking that they were gonna be um uh descorrido? like this yeah. like uh, discovered yeah discovered ab about what they're sinning you know and then through a prophecy at church and i mean everybody knows this but um what i've been taught when i was uh little and that has stuck with me ever since is that when you put clean water and dirty water and you mix it too it's going to be dirty regardless mm. you know and so it also says in the bible that if you're lukewarm Jesus will spit you out with disgust. It says in Revelations 3.16, So because you are lukewarm, spiritually useless, and neither hot nor cold, I will vomit you out of my mouth, rejecting you with disgust. Like, <sighs> imagine Jesus telling you that. So you always got to be careful not being comfortable in between the world and God. You're either in one way or the other. Choose wisely. You know? You know, you know what that verse that you were just reading? It's so crazy. So look. God wants you to choose, right? Mm -hmm. Whether it's a bad decision, he'll have mercy on you. And if it's the right decision, he will keep you close. But what he doesn't like is exactly the first verse that I read, you guys. He doesn't like people that have doubt, that have fear, that just don't know what's going on. It's better for all of us, all of us. I include myself to this day when I have problems. I don't go to the first, you know, 40-year-old hermano that I see. You know what I mean? And that's why I always tell you guys, don't go to the first 35-year-old, you know, 30-year-old that actually comes out and says, oh, look at me. I'm shiny and clean and everything. Wait, hold on. The Bible says that by their fruits, we should know them. And you always should go and look at their fruits. Oh, hey, this guy's a good guy, actually, for, for guys, right? This guy's a good guy. Look at him. He's okay. Maybe he's not breaking the bank with millions. But, yeah, maybe, you know, he's doing good for himself. He knows what it is. Look, he's at church. Dude, that is really, like, I, I always think, dude, being at church at 35, and I'm just like, bro, that's kind of difficult, bro. Like, 35 is like when you're hitting your peak and you're hitting your stride and you know what's going on in your life and you want to move and you want to do. But yet being in church, and, and, and it's tough. It's tough at the same time. But I, every time I think about myself, I said, look, I'm not going to let anybody's standards go by mine. I'm going to have my standards with God and with the Bible. So, Guys, once 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 again, I want to recap the whole thing because we talked about a bunch of things and we have like 31 minutes here. So peer pressure is bad if you go under. So if you have your friends that are younger than you, that are don't know more than you and tell you what to do, that is bad. Do not allow peer pressure because they don't know. If they take you to um, 
destruction, then it's your fault for allowing their peer pressure. But also pressure is also good if we allow it to form us from above. That's a pressure. Have you guys noticed pressure never comes from under? Yeah. It always comes from above because it forms you that way. But if it comes from under, I don't know if you guys understand what under means. Like if it comes from somebody younger or in your same status, like it can't build you up. It can only bring you lower. It, it makes a hole from when you're under. So keep in mind that if you're looking for pressure, uh, maybe you say, Danny, I just don't feel pressure in my life. Well, maybe you should find the right pressure. If it comes from under, it makes a hole. And if it comes from above, and molds you guys thanks again for uh choosing us once again the encounter uh follow us on instagram at redeem la and guys uh, i hope this was a blessing and i'll see you guys next week god bless take care